building a brand takes many elements and has a lot of parts. And so the key to making sure that you have a great brand is to really focus on these elements. Make sure that the elements are clear, consistent, and concise so that your brand can really stand out. And then you can create a great brand identity. So how is this done? Well, today in Waste Up Wardrobe, episode 102, I'm going to be talking about how you can convey your brand to the masses, i.e. create that strong, consistent brand identity. But um, just stick around because we're going to talk about that in just a second. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for episode 102 of Waste Up Wardrobe, where we are bringing you a series of episodes um, about brand building and creating an outstanding brand, a brand that stands out and has a strong voice. And through my brand styling program, I help so many clients really figure all this out about their brand identity and build a brand that can stand out and, you know, figure out what their feel is going to be, what the vibe is going to be of the brand. But really this brand styling process has multiple parts. There's five modules in my process to build a brand that stands out. And we're going to talk about the second module today, because as you remember, in episode 101 last week, we spoke about wearing your brand. Today, we'll be talking about conveying your brand. And that's really getting down deep and nitty gritty into the brand identity and what really composes or makes the brand identity up. But before I get started and digging deep, I want to say thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscoso. As you know, he's always here in the production room making everything go round. And uh, he might make an appearance or two today because through all his work, part of what he does is help brands stand out with video production and producing shows. So he will probably have a thing or two to say about brand identity and building it and how you can really stand out, be clear, and have a, a great voice. Also, as you know, we are on so many platforms. We're on iTunes, where you can just listen to the show if you're taking a great walk on the beach and want to hear what we have to say on the different topics about Waste Up Wardrobe. You can also rate us and review us there if you're so inclined to do it. And we are on YouTube, which where many people listen to us. And um, you can listen to us there and watch us. And we're on Facebook Live every Thursday without fail at 1130, with the exception of maybe a handful of shows. But we always try to be here live with you so we can have a dialogue and have questions answered, asked and answered, and uh, really interact with our audience because we really, really appreciate your uh, following us and being part of this program. 
So, you know, throw in some love in the comments. Let us know what you're thinking. I want to get your genius in on um, this conversation as well, because we know many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and they understand this idea of branding or they've heard the word branding thrown around. And we want to get and everybody, everybody that really owns a business or is an entrepreneur wants to always be really clear with their brand because you know, you want to stand up above all the noise in the industry. How do you distinguish yourself from another brand that is in a similar industry? That's what branding does. Branding makes you stand out from another um, business or business owner that does exactly the same thing you do because your way of doing it your brand is different. The process you have is different. And that's what the show and um, the series of show shows is all about. So, you know, I would love for Rick to come up here and chime in because Rick works with entrepreneurs all the time when it comes to branding, specifically with video. And I just want to get his top level opinion about this brand identity. Today, Rick, as you know, I'm going to be diving into my process. I'm going to be talking about brand identity and all the elements that can that make brand identity logo tagline about page your entire vision really all those things together create your brand identity that second module of my brand styling program do you have any like um thoughts on the actual piece of the brand identity and those elements as far as video productions yeah. concerned yeah yeah well you know if you're a first timer and you you really haven't established a brand identity via video then that's probably something you should focus on um i always recommend to entrepreneurs or the clients that i work with to have some sort of about me video or why by me type of video really that just gives you gives you an opportunity to tell your audience why you do what you do not so much selling what you sell uh, whether it's a physical or, or service, uh, but really let them get to know you, what you're all about, what you believe in, because you're looking for those, you're looking for those customers that believe in what you believe, because those are the ones that are going to be with you for a very long time. Right. And so if you don't have a, if you don't have a, uh, a, a about me type of, uh, uh, video, it doesn't have to be very long. Um, then maybe that's something you need to focus on, uh, first in order to, build credibility with your brand, you know, in the long term. Yeah. And so the reason actually I also bring you up here is because when my business was a baby business, <laughs> probably mm -hmm. like around eight years ago when we first met, which is crazy to think that we've known each other yeah, that long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of the first things you were creating a brand video for me so that I could enter into a competition yeah. on the business. And one of the very first things that you asked me, which at that time being a startup, I didn't really understand very much was what is your why? Why do people come to you? Why you, right? And that is definitely something that has been part of my brand styling program because it is such a pivotal key piece to building a brand. And I, you've heard me say this before, um, is that I really truly believe that if you're not connected to, with your why, that's when you stumble as a business owner. You got to connect not only with the why, but with the deeper why, the why to the why to the why, that deep seated why, because that's the visceral piece. That's the piece that connects you to the heart and soul of the business. That's a piece that keeps you going when you're having a bad day. You're not like for me, for instance, I'm not just styling women to make them feel beautiful in their clothes. 
It's deeper than that. It's more about helping them stand out and be confident. And it's deeper than that. So um, that why question you asked when you're creating the video, so important. It's something I'm going to get into a little bit today, but tell me your, your thinking about that when you're talking to your clients and trying to get that out of them. Tell me the process in your head. Well, I, I, I think you, you did that with me not too many episodes ago, right? And uh, like always, you put me on the spot and brought me on, um, uh, but which, which I don't mind, by the way. But um, I, I remember talking about it because for some people, it, it can become very, can be a sensitive thing to, to talk about that. Uh, you, you know, we all want to make money in what we're doing. That's fine. That's a, it's a byproduct of really the whole big picture. But you're doing it, you're probably in business doing it for some deeper reason, like, like you had said, right? And so when I um, initially talk to a client and I try and pull that out of them, um, I, I try, and, I try and, and, and really get them to open up and not talk about from a monetary uh, aspect. Right. Uh, because that's that's a result of everything that you're that I'm trying to do for them. And if I do it right, then all that stuff will 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 follow. Uh, but it's like think of it this way. Um, uh, you're in a conversation with somebody that you respect or maybe uh, your spouse or somebody that you love that really care for across uh, across the table. And when we create this video and the people learn about what you uh, why you're in business. Talk to me like I'm just sitting across the table having this intimate conversation with you. No one else is listening. No one else is there. But, you know, um, I, I want you to talk from that level so it doesn't sound rehearsed, so it doesn't sound like you're selling me anything. You know, I, I want people to feel what you're what you're telling me. And so I kind of try and put them in that um, mindset when they're when they're talking about it, and usually it works, and it and it works really well. But it's a, it's all in the setup, and it's all a different perspective on how to look at your brand, a, a deeper look at at, yeah. at your brand, right? Yeah, and if you are building a brand that stands out, it really has to stand out in all senses, right? So it stand is stand out visually. We spoke a little bit about that last time with image. Mm -hmm. It has to stand out kind of emotionally, and that's sort of that deeper getting to that deep why. And all those are building blocks to creating a standout brand. And so it it's it is critical to my process if I'm going to really help somebody define their brand in every module and really stand out in every area and impact the senses of people that they are targeting as a target market, then I really have to pay attention to each one of those. And that is the whole kind of the overarching idea of building a brand, in my opinion. And yeah, so I mean, so you look at the same thing that I do at, 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 um, at, at its core, really. And it's, and it's basically, um, you know, you know how to make them look good, but you also, at the same time, when you're doing your assessment and helping them uh, build that brand, you also want to make sure that they feel, they feel, they feel empowered. They feel comfortable. They feel confident. They feel like I'm, I'm representing my brand as well as I can because I feel it. Right. Okay. Right. 
Yeah, it's exactly that. And, um, and you, and you want all those things to line up. And that kind of takes me really, really well into the beginning of my conversation today. I mean, now that we've talked kind of in a general way about brand identity, and sort of the the look, feel, and vibe of that in terms of thinking about your why, going deep with the why, how you want people to perceive you, what you want them to feel when they think about your brand, all those things relate to brand identity. And when you're starting to define your brand identity or build the parts that go into brand identity, there are some key places you need to start, like with the why. Uh, for instance, which is where I start with all my clients as we're developing the look, feel, and sense of the brand. So as we go into this part of the conversation, last time we spoke about how to wear your brand. Today, in this episode 102, we speak about how to uh, convey the brand. And it's really about building those elements that go into the brand identity. How are people going to feel, see, touch, um, touch you, touch the brand, feel the brand, feel the vibe of the brand, which is a little bit actually kind of, it's not really abstract because once you work on all those elements, because that's how I make it a little bit more concrete for people when I'm working with them on brand styling, is we really break it up into things that make sense. But overall, it feels a little bit visceral. It feels a little bit more of a it's a feeling <laughs> rather than something concrete and tangible, really. Uh, but there are parts that that the building blocks are very tangible, and that kind of gives you the impact and the effect. But really, it's critical to remember begin at the very beginning from you know the the if we're going to be you know building on an alphabet, building on a foundation, the foundation, the A part, A, the ABCs, the beginning is that you always want to remember that your brand, in order for it to overall stand out, it has to be consistent, it has to be clear, and it has to be cohesive. I call those the three C's. Like, you know, consistency in a brand is really important because if you are, um, if you're saying one thing on your video and then you are conveying a different message on your website that's not consistent it becomes confusing to your target market to our target audience and then they're like oh okay well i don't really get her i don't really understand what she does i don't really get this idea i don't understand because here she says one thing here they say another thing so that's a consistency part right what do you do to stay consistent with your brand along Every module of your brand is your image consistent with the type of work you're in. You know, are you somebody who works out in the field, but you, you know, you're showing up with like heels to the field? You know, those are inconsistencies, right? You need to be on brand in every area. So, and be consistent. So, and align. So, it's image, the way you talk, what your digital, um, content is that and what it says about you the customer experience that has to be consistent if you're a luxury brand that customer experience better be luxury better feel like luxury okay so that's consistency and then we get to clarity so there's consistency and clarity and clarity is actually something that's totally taken for granted and i'll give you an example have you ever been like a, at a networking event and you're introducing yourself to somebody or they're introducing themselves to you and you know you're in that moment where you're telling each other what you do um and you kind of have to be concise right um, but you also have to be really clear and somebody tells you what they do but you're like i have no idea what you do and i actually want rick Rick's opinion on this, and if he's and if he's ever experienced this, because sometimes I'll be talking <coughs> to 
people at like networking events and then we'll be having this great conversation and I'll ask them what it is that they do. And I will get, you know, a nugget and I'm like, but I still don't get it. Does that ever happen to you on the clarity piece with a brand? Yeah, it, it does because I have uh, people that I've met at ner- net- networking events don't necessarily meet me through the same channel, meaning that I do the things that I do are sometimes disassociated with the other, right? Yeah. Um, for for instance, there's a whole group of people that know that I do real estate photography and videography, right? Then yeah. there's another mainstream that know me to do what we're doing here, live streaming, being a showrunner and that sort of stuff and video production. And so when when that starts to overlap, the people start to overlap it's it's like well i thought you did that or i thought you did this you know and so i try and be focused to the to the audience that that knows me in that little niche um and and they know me well but it's when they start converging that there's it creates confusion so i i've seen it and i i try and coach uh, clients who are running into the same same thing um you know, if you can't if you can't tell me what you do in 15, 20 seconds, then you got to figure out a way to tell me what you do in 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes you'll get like an answer. I'm a, I'm a life coach. Right. And, you know, there's so many people in that space that you mm-hmm. can totally disappear. Right. Nobody will remember you that way. So it's almost like you can't be too broad and you can't be too specific. Too specific makes you a little confusing. Right. And then yeah. too raw and, and wordy because you kind of have to be able to, like, you know, tell it in a nutshell. Yeah. And too vague doesn't make you stand out at all. And if you're if you're if you're thinking about, you know, a brand, you want it to stand out. That's how we get distinguished from our competitors. Um, and so it is very important. And it's the lead. And it's the thing that entrepreneurs and business owners pay the least attention to, I think, is that clarity of how they convey what they do to people when they first meet them. Right. And, you know, even, and I've struggled with it. I know, I mean, I know really amazing entrepreneurs have struggled with it and they're constantly um, refining that. For instance, especially like you and myself, where you have multiple offerings, you do multiple things for people, but they all kind of fall under like a certain umbrella. Like for instance, if I was taking myself as an example, really what I am is I'm a brand identity stylist is what I do. That's sort of the overarching, um, you know, service, right? I'm a brand, I'm a personal brand stylist. And that has many parts, kind of like how we're breaking down these shows. There's the part of you know, brand identity, which is, you know, your logo design, your colors that you use for all the tagline, all this stuff that we're talking about today. And there's your image, which is how you dress and how you convey it and how you wear it. And then there's, of course, how you show up on camera. That's the third part of things I do, which is, you know, waist up wardrobe. What does the set look like behind you? Does it express your brand? Mm-hmm. So, so, so really, I'm a personal brand stylist, and I can't leave it at that when I'm explaining that to people. I need to kind of a little bit get into a little, a little bit more, but then I can't get into too much detail because then I lose people. So it's really a very, um, it's something you're continually honing, and if you don't have it it's okay. You just have to continually hone it and see what clicks with people. Does that kind of make sense to you? Like when I tell you about my overarching brand and then all the pieces that 
well, to me, it makes sense only because I know you, right? And I know all the little facets that you do. Yeah. But I would recommend that if 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 you're if when somebody asks you the question, what do you do, and it takes longer than the you know thirty seconds, then they're absolutely going to lose. You're going to lose them. Um, they're going to either tune out or go to the next person. And and at the same time, whatever you're doing from a branding standpoint online. Um, if like, let's go and use your example of life coach, right? I mean, yeah. there's a gazillion life coaches out there. Right. They may have their own little niche, but you know, for the general public who's looking for somebody like that, life coach, there's a thousand people that are going to come up under a you know Google query, and so they may just gloss right over you because you don't stand out and you don't make a difference. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people will come to you. Uh, based on a search online before they even talk to you or, or think about picking up a phone. Uh, so that's why that, yeah, you really have to be clear at the first point of contact uh, in, in what you do. I mean, you, you've had Devin on here in the show a couple of times, right? Yeah. He's a real estate broker um, and he has a specific mantra to, to how he does business. And um, um, he, he told me, way back early on when I first started working with him that um, in the real estate business, it takes a minimum of 37 points of contact before they even think about picking up the phone to uh, to uh, contacting that real estate agent. And that can come from just seeing you on social media or an email or uh, a door hanger or something like that. So, uh, you know, you're not, unless you stand out on that first point of contact, um, it's, you know, you're like, every, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say 37 points of contact. I knew it was a lot. I didn't think it was that many, but it is mm -hmm. true because I think it takes time for things to sink in with mm -hmm. people, right? They see your face like, okay. And they, they also have to trust you. They have to kind of gain, like, they also have to view you as an expert, you know? So there's so many things that happen during those points of contact. I didn't realize it's that many, yeah, but it's right. true. You know, I mean, it takes some time for people to think, oh, maybe I need that person to help me um, in, in some facet of my life. But, you know, uh, I, I was just gonna say for, for instance, for me, sometimes when I'm trying to help a client get really clear on their brand, um, you know, that sort of first point of contact, sometimes it can be in the form of a question. Like, you know, it doesn't have to always be like, I, you know, I give my clients effortless style on a daily basis in their clothes and in their brand, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. It could be, it could be, well, have you, um, have you ever shown up to a meeting and felt like you were never put, you weren't put together? So that's what I do. Yeah, you know, that's a so perfect icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes when it's hard to narrow it down to a really good nugget, sometimes just kind of creating a curiosity in the person you're talking with can be a really great way to be to get clearer on your brand when you're first meeting somebody. What do you think about that? Oh, I absolutely agree. And I love that technique because um, even though you're offering, you know, maybe wide um, by asking a very specific question like that, you can, you can in seconds tune in to what their, their actual want is right. Where, where their pain is uh, where maybe you can help them out. And so you can, with almost laser pinpoint accuracy, hone in on how you can serve them best right away. If you ask them an open-ended question like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of a technique I developed when people, when I find that my client is struggling with that or is sounding too vague, 
then we kind of, you know, there's other, there's certain techniques that I use in the process that can help them, you know, intrigue people or, 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 you know, do something to kind of get the attention. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, so, so interesting. Now we just we spoke about consistency in the brand, how important that is. Clarity, which is um, the second thing that's really important. And the final C, cohesiveness. So cohesiveness means that, you know, it's kind of a sister to consistency, but you must align everything in your brand with each other, right? So I spoke a little bit about this as as it as it relates to image last time, you know, some people, you know, dress a certain way and and then they and, and get their signature style, but it may not just stop at the way you dress. It could be the car that you drive. It could be the house, how your house is decorated, that all those things, how your office is decorated, all those things contribute to the cohesiveness of the brand. Um, also, when it comes to cohesiveness, it's like, for instance, this is a really good example. Um, if you are a sustainable company, if you're a company that that is one of your values, being sustainable brand, the products are sustainable, the way you you um, you work is sustainable, your workplace is sustainable, but then you're buying or you're investing or you're associating with brands that aren't, that can feel not cohesive. It doesn't, the alignment, the brand alignment gets broken and there are things that you should really be careful and be aware of. And sometimes we tend to, we might do something like that and not realize that we're being um, inconsistent or unaligned. Uh, another example would be if you are a, a vegan, right? You don't want to be wearing fur, real fur. Or if you are, you know, so those are the things that that kind of can render a brand inconsistent. And I think that kind of gives off the message um, that I'm trying to convey is about the cohesiveness, right? You want to stay aligned, what your values say. Everything has to go back to your values. So just a little summary. The br- every brand, in order to stand out, has to be consistent, cohesive, and clear for it to be a strong brand. Now, are we always honing these things? Yes. I mean, as you build a brand, many of us as entrepreneurs know that we are basically fly, flying the plane as we build it, right? So you're never going to be 100% great at everything. A brand goes through many iterations of evolution and honing and clearing and clearing it up more. And, you know, every brand, every big brand has never, has not like really not evolved, right? Um, a logo for a big company like Pepsi has evolved over time. And so things get clear and more cohesive and they do evolve. So if you feel like in your brand right now, you're not really being super consistent and not being super clear, it's okay. It's always a good time to start and it's always a good time to hone. So how do you get started, right? When you're trying to build these brand elements, the brand identity elements, how do you get started? Well, what I could tell you is how I get started with my clients when I'm trying to really help them do this. And the first thing that we ever do when we're trying to figure out the brand identity parts like the tagline, what's the about page going to say? What's my elevator pitch going to say? You know, that nugget that we talked about. What is the brand name even going to be? All those things. The starting point is a massive brain dump. And so just a big, heavy brainstorm. And when I'm talking to clients about this part, it is very messy. Uh, it takes some time 
And it all is going to feel like trash sometimes. It's going to feel like, well, that's not relevant. Why is that even part of my brain dump? Like, why am I saying that I'm a teacher when really what I do is sell, you know, makeup? All the things that you put on paper in the brain dump can lead to something. It's like there's never a bad idea, right? But you have to get those bad ideas out that you think are bad ideas because those ideas lead to a conversation that might lead to the great idea or the million dollar idea. I really want Rick to chime in on this because this is sort of my start point is sort of this brain dump. Let's get everything out on paper. And uh, Rick, you've seen how I do this. I'll like if I'm starting with a client on a brain dump, please just do a big scroll of paper and this can go on forever. And here's one example. Mm -hmm. And we just put it all out there and put it on paper. And that's where it all starts. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I think that's a great way to do it. I mean, most most entrepreneurs are very visual. Um, And even if it's no matter if it's deta- uh, from a detailed level to just a 60,000 foot level, um, I, I see many of the best of them having to jot things down. And if you are around a group of people, um, and and I'm not, but I still have like a huge um, whiteboard that I write everything down on, right? Um, whether it's compelling um, sayings that, that, that come to mind or I see it online, I just put it up there. But um, when I'm think tanking a project um or you know just just trying to kind of come up with concepts i i'll throw it up on the board and just stare at it for a couple of days and then something inspiring usually spawns from that Um, but if it's in front of me all the time then you know um it's just a reminder uh because sometimes when you're working on a project and i know you've you've done this too you work so hard trying to come up with the best project for your client and then it's like ah i i have to step away you know and just let it rest for a while then you come back to it with a clear mind you're rested and it's like oh yeah it was so simple that's the that's the thing i need to do you know so i think it's a great idea yeah well and i feel as a creative i mean the branding is a creative industry you have to be creative you have to think outside of the box and you can't really rush creativity and you don't know what thought or idea is going to lead to that million dollar idea really it's sometimes it's like this small little seed and then you see it like take off and so getting it all on paper just helps get it out there right it's like um just getting it out there into the space so that you don't lose it until it materializes into something or falls off of your list of things, right? And that happens too. So the second step post brain dumping is what I call mind cleanup. It's like, so we brain dump, then we clean up. (laughs) I like the way that sounds actually. (laughs) There's a branding idea, right? Yeah, there you go. Dump and then then, uh, the mind cleanup. And that is where you take all that mess and you start to kind of sift through it to get the golden nuggets, right? And you kind of narrow things down. So oftentimes I'll be talking to a client and we'll talk about all the things they've done in their lives. It could be, you know, where their career started until to where they are now. And you know, they've maybe worn so many hats along the way and they don't think that their job at a bank when they were 18 can relate to their current job, but then we find the connection and why that was important and why that tied in. And then your why can be born from that. So it's so interesting. And then you go into that mind cleanup and, it, and narrowing down those things to certain prongs, because when you start 
getting out the stuff that is connecting the the and and you know what it really does help to have somebody do this with you now branding is a big topic and and that's why people hire personal branding experts right i mean you can do it on your own if you're creative enough but to have somebody else look at it from a different perspective that is a professional in it can make a big difference don't you think oh i totally agree i mean sometimes you just need a fresh perspective because you know if you're if you're too close to it um sometimes you can't see around the the obstacles that may be so obvious to somebody else at a glance right mm -hmm. um and 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 so that's why a lot of times when i when i do um i'm i'm con conceptualizing a, a project and i write things down and i draw things out i or basically just storyboard if it's if if that would help me storyboard the project um and then have somebody else look at it and see if it makes sense to them they can help me refine it because they have fresh eyes they don't know exactly what i'm thinking they kind of get a overall concept but then but at the same time um sometimes they could they can see that they can help you break through the obstacle that's obviously there to them but maybe not so obvious to you because you're just so close to it yeah, you're all in it, right? And so you have a very um, narrow, you're narrow-sighted, you're what they call it, near-sighted with it. Mm -hmm. And just taking that bird's eye view by somebody else and somebody who does it a lot, like does it and seen other brands develop, it really does help. And, um, and just sort of, sometimes you personally, because you are so close, you can't see the connections between the things that you've done in your life. I mean, yeah. that's happened a lot when I worked with clients where they, like I'll bring out a connection, they're like, oh, I've never thought about that. Like mm -hmm. I've never really thought about that. And those moments are just gold because that is where sort of the brand identity starts developing and starts getting born. And then it gets very exciting, right? When oh yeah. I mean, that thing that you do with your, your scroll, do you show that to your clients? Oh yeah. We're doing that together. It's basically, mm -hmm. those are the things that, I mean, it can definitely be done on a whiteboard in, in zoom, but I've done a lot of those in person and they're very effective. We just just on a scroll and we write and we write and we add and we put pictures on. Sometimes I have to draw things just to com like commemorate the thought or the idea that they're trying to convey. Um, and we do it together and they get, it's almost like it becomes like this memento of the process. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it's so funny because I like to keep them, but sometimes my calls, oh, can I keep that? Because it's like, you know, it just, it's all the work. It's all the, the, mm. this is why I do what I do. This is, it's all in this treasure right here. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think that's a great. I mean, if you look at the most successful um, ad agencies, I, I think every ad agency does this. Yeah. Um, every film studio does this, is that when the concept comes, the script comes, the next step is to, okay, how do we visualize that? And the only way to visualize that is through storyboard, right? Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, many of us um, have, have seen storyboards, whether it's, just little stick figures or somebody who really knows how to draw um, um, in, in my industry, it helps because it helps give you a pre-visualization of, um, of the shots, right? The, the angles, how to set up the set uh, for a particular scene or, or, or things like that. Now, as an entrepreneur, I don't have a big staff of um, artists to do that. So um, there, uh, there are other tools that I use to help me pre-vis a scene um and just like you do for your clients when you're trying to come up with a concept you know you you have that big scroll to to work with and um uh and a lot of times a lot of times when you jot it down and you have to step away from it it's still gonna be there 
right? For you to yeah. come back to and come back with a fresh mind. And so um, uh, for, for us creatives, that's probably the best tool that you can have because if, because how many times have you had a dream and you come up with a great idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you go, uh, I'll remember that in the morning. And then you don't remember it. It's like, yeah. God, I had this great idea and I can't remember what I was thinking about, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah right. for sure. It's, yeah. And it's funny because like these kind of, uh, it, it's, it's very, it's interesting that you bring up dreams because sometimes these mind dumps become so embedded in our subconscious that sometimes you actually dream of something and you wake up with the solution, right? Yeah. Because all getting all this out on paper, it's so, so important. Uh, but it, it, it's, uh, it, it's so interesting. You said that because sometimes we will have this long thing. And I say this first part is the hardest part. It's, it feels like nothing's happening. Nothing's getting done. And I always encourage my clients that just, this is a process. You have to be patient with the process. And then it's so interesting. You walk away from it you sleep on it, whatever. And then things start materializing. It's a, it almost has to congeal in your brain. You have to get it out there, let it, you look at it, talk about it, think about it. And then things kind of just develop, you know? So it's, 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 it's a quite an interesting process and it is a very creative process. So yeah. you can't be rushed. You just have to kind of go with it. So um, when this is all done, right? So we done the mind dump, which is sort of the super messy part. Then we start cleaning it up. It gets a little bit more clear, a little bit more clear on sort of the things that are connected. What, what is, you know, the job that you had maybe when you're in your twenties kind of relates to why you do what you do today. You kind of see that when you put it all on the, on the scroll, on the storyboard. So what is next, right? As we're always keeping in mind with brand identity, identity to be consistent, clear, and cohesive, always in the back of the mind. That is always like one of my key things. Because if I come up with an idea and it doesn't feel consistent later on, then you got to throw the idea out. We have to either refresh it, rethink it, or just throw it out and start and say it's just not connected to our our core, our you know our our why, our mission, the brand itself. Um, but we start then developing after we've done the, the, you know, really keeping this idea of being consistent, clear, and uh, cohesive, going into the mind dump and really just putting everything down and then really sifting through all the trash, the weeds to get to the golden nuggets, I would call them. Then we start getting and building and extracting those key elements. So what are those key elements that make the brand identity? Your vision. Every business should have a vision, your vision statement, your value statement, your tagline, your brand name, your um, about page, all those things that develop into together collectively, what is this brand identity going to feel, look, and sound like, right? <clears throat> so let's, for instance, talk about developing the vision, which is sort of the biggest map, the biggest thing, right? It's kind of almost like the end result of all of this, right? But it's based on really understanding what your values are. So that's one of the things that you extract from all this mind work, this mind dumping, and then the sifting through. What are your values? What looks like is what throughout all this process, what has really stood out? Has it stood out that you love to educate? Are you somebody who loves to teach people how to do things, that could be a value, right? Does it stand out that you are a sustainable company? You just care about the environment. Whatever you do has to be aligned with sustainability. 
then that becomes a value that you memorialize that then later you build your vision on. Um, values of the company are so important, right? They're the foundation of how you're going to do everything. So um, with, you know, Rick, again, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Rick, but I kind of want your genius here because I know you work with so many brands, you know, so as we are sifting through all the, you know, the mind dump to kind of come up with the golden nuggets, we have to, we extract from all this work, what is the, what are the values of the company, right? What are those things that really stand out when we've done all this? Mm -hmm. um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's all part of your messaging too. Um, that's a very important part of your messaging because you want, I mean, think about it. You, you want your customers to believe in what you believe in. So they buy from you, right? And they come back time and time and time again, because you are of like minds. Um, and, and so um, you have to have a, you definitely have to have a cohesive message. You have to have something that's congruent with, with everything that they would see online, uh, where, whether it's starts from your logo to your, to your tagline, to um, how you present yourself on social media. Um, there's gotta be, there's gotta be congruency um, in, in that um, uh, to build any sort of credibility. So, you know, what, what you're talking about is, is absolutely what I do when I try and help clients um, connect their brand to a, let's, let's say, let's just call it a persona, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean that, that I, there's like these three things are so important when you're building that brand and what you need to extract from the mind dump of on the brand. Right. And I'm giving all this nuggets out because I really think it's so important for entrepreneurs to know, right. Um, this is sort of my process here is the values. What are your values, the core values? Then you, from that, you want, bef even before you get to core values actually is the why, right? We, we've actually done a whole show on the, on the why to the why to the why. That is such a big piece. So we got to explore your why, your deeper why. You then have your values and then you have your vision. All those have to be very cohesive and congruent and connected, you know, to really be the foundation for your brand. So those are the things that we extract at this point. So um, does that kind of resonate with you? Absolutely. I mean, everything that I've learned about branding um, since I've been doing video production is is very similar to to how you present it. And I learned it from um, um, from a talk that Simon Sinek did online. And you can find this anywhere on YouTube. If you Google um, uh, the golden circle. Uh huh. Um, he talks about the why, right? The, the why, the what, and the how, right, yeah. of okay. your brand. And, and people typically will have that backwards, right? They have, this is what my product does. This is why you should have it. Um, and this is why I created it, right? Yeah. Which is, which is backwards of what the way he, he teaches and, and the way we're talking about now <coughs> in that he puts the why first to make that the up uh, the um, the important thing. This is why I'm I've created what I've created, and this is why I do what I do. This is how this and and based on my vision, this is how it's going to help you, right? In in the yeah. long run, and and so he totally inverts the circle and talks about his why first, rather than the features and benefits first, right? And so it's brilliant. 
it, it's a sense. yeah it's a it's brilliant because you look at um you look at big companies right you look at uh companies like um apple which aren't the cheapest devices out there when you think about it but people have bought into that culture and have bought into the quality of the products. And he uses that example. Um, and it just resonated with me. It's like, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, who cares how much it costs? I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that, you know, I want to be part of that brand. I yeah. want that brand. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting. You're talking about this way of, you know, Simon Sinek's um, way of presenting it and then the, the way that most people do it. But so what I've noted, what I noticed, it makes a lot of sense to me because what I've noticed is the way that most people do it starts with them as mm -hmm. opposed with the, with the actual person they're trying to serve. Whereas the other way you're actually thinking about the person you're trying to serve first, it's them first, yeah. then you and the brand and why they should have it as opposed Absolutely. to the opposite, which is always yeah. such an important thing as a you know business owner, you're attracting your ideal client. You don't, you want to pass the eye test. I've heard a lot of people like Molly Mahoney always talks about the eye test. You want to pass yeah. the eye, you want to be saying I, 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 you want to really make it about the client and yes. because that's where you're trying to serve. And, and that's what makes you authentic and makes you of service. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, very critical is this idea of getting going through all that messy part to then really come up with the values of the company and the why you're doing this. Why are you doing this? What is it trying to do? What is it trying to serve? What is it trying to do for people? Um, and finally, of course, then you develop your vision, right? The vision that you want to be staring at, at every single day that keeps you going. The vision that was born from your why to your why to your why and your value core values that now you can look at and say yes this is where i'm going and it's all aligned with the values the brand is clear and cohesive and consistent so after that so the these are the big things right the big three the why that you develop the val core values and then the vision but then there's other interesting kind of cool things that people see right so these are the things that people feel, the vision, the values, the why. That's the things that people feel uh, of your brand and feel that vibe off of your brand from. But then there's the things that they see, like your logo and your tagline and your brand colors, those things that visually become appealing. Um, and, you know, um, the brand name, you know. So those things then are the next step. So like I said, always keeping in mind consistency, clarity, and cohesiveness. You do the mind dump. You do the mind cleanup. From the mind cleanup, you get all of the goodness, that core goodness of the business, which is your why to the why to the why. Why do you do this? What are you doing it for? What's the bigger reason you're doing it? Not for the money that comes easily once you're connected to the deeper why. Um, then the core values, then the vision state, you know, your vision state, your actual vision. And then from there, you can easily develop with the help of, you know, somebody that really does understands brands, your logo. How do you want that to look? How's that going to resonate? Um, your brand colors, um, your tagline, all those things then develop from there. And oftentimes when I'm working with clients, oftentimes what I'm doing is after all that, this part is easy to develop the tagline and your elevator pitch and your about page. And I help my clients do that. 
And when, you know, some of the really key questions to ask, I mean, the tagline kind of comes up through the process because things kind of come to your mind, right? You're like, oh, this is, you know, like with Waste Up Wardrobe. When I came up with the name brand, um, Waste Up Wardrobe, it's like, okay, so what am I actually doing? Okay, I'm helping people dominate from behind the desk, right? Um, that was a tagline. And so um, I, I worked with a race car driver and her brand was about how she was really mentoring people. And she used lessons from the from the racetrack to mentor people with. And then um, her tagline became life lessons from the racetrack. So, you know, it's really about like once you've done all this hard work, this stuff really just easily starts coming to you in that creative process. And um, and then, you you know, have to develop some of the bigger, more bigger content stuff like your about page. And a lot of times people will say, well, what am I going to write in my about page? This is so funny because Rick gets this a lot too with video. Well, what am I going to say on video? Right, Rick? Um, I'd love you to chime in here because this is such an interesting thing, right? Like people are like, okay, what do you want me to say? I'm starting my brand story. What am I going to talk about? Right? Yeah. So, about page. People are like, okay, what do I talk about? Tell that, me a little bit about that. That's always a challenge. Um, um, it's uh, it's it's kind of entertaining though because I remember the first several. Well, I still get that today, but I mean, uh, even it's even more challenging with the the uh, brand video uh, because they really don't know what to say and how to sell themselves. Um, mm -hmm. They know how to sell what they do, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, they do it day in and day out. Uh, but when we get down into the weeds of selling them, then that's where. That, that's where we get stuck a lot of times. And and that's the fun part for me as a creative trying to figure out, okay, how do we turn that into a, into a, a, a compelling, a compelling um, about me type of video. And so there's a lot of discovery that comes with that. Um, uh, but I can tell you from a, from a service standpoint, right. <laughs> and I'll use Devin for an example. I'll just pick on him for now because yeah. <clears throat> I've done a lot of production for him. Um, he's a real estate um, client, right? He's yeah, real he's my real estate client, and and he he um, he teaches all over the place, and he's very successful. Um, when I was doing um, video production for him for the very first time, um, we had a bunch of topics that we were talking about, and he goes, "Well, what should I talk about?" Like, well, this was your idea. I mean, you want to talk about real estate, so let's talk about the uh, the current uh, current conditions that are going on in Orange County, right? This is several years ago, so we did that, and it's like, okay, that wasn't very exciting. So, um, um, I have him captured like for an hour to do like to do like multiple three minute videos, right? Because he's very hard to get together with. And, and so we struggle through the first couple. Um, then he goes, hold on a second. So he goes to his, to his uh, shelf and he's got a book. Uh, at the time he was working with Keller Williams. And he goes, there was 101 questions to ask um, a real estate agent from the sales side and from the, um, from the buyer side. I go, I said, well, let's just start going down the list. Let's yeah. do one through 20, you know? Yeah. And, and um, then he had it automatic. Right. And so, and, and it was no problem. We had a, a lot of content, but I don't remember if we we went through the same thing with you. But when we talk, pe people tend to get they tend to, to clam up a little bit or get shy when they talk about themselves on video. I mean, there's a few individuals who love to talk about themselves on video. It's like I have to tone it down a little bit, but 
I mean, the good ones um, that you try and draw out. Okay, what's the most important part? Um, that, that's like that's like in an interview, right? When you're sitting down, somebody asks you, "What would somebody else say about you?" You know, how would they? That's such a hard question to answer, you know. But that's a really good one for me to start with um, to kind of get their perspective, and so I know how to soften the edges or know how to bring out the 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 hidden uh, gems in there. So just like your discovery process with, with branding, same thing. I go through the same thing with video production to get, to get a compelling story out of someone who's uncomfortable about talking about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or I love the question we asked this about in our hundredth episode of the mentors that were on, what would your best friend say about you? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the positive, you know, so mm-hmm. of course your best friend will be positive about you and all that, but it's a good way. It's a good place to start to get to know somebody, but we know when it relates to the about page too, there's certain things like when people are, when we're trying to get that out, right. And kind of compose that is exactly like some of the questions I ask is, so what makes people relate to you? Right. What makes you relatable? Like think about that. And I always, I really truly believe it and it, it, that, an expert in any field, there's two things that are really important. And that is so that you are a little bit ordinary and a little bit extraordinary, mm-hmm. right? The little bit ordinary makes you relatable. The a little bit extraordinary makes people think, okay, I need to hire that person to help me with this, right? If you're if you're just ordinary, if you're just relatable, then how are you even an expert, right? If you're just an expert, then people feel like you're untouchable and they can't really relate to you at all, then they're not going to want to connect. Right. So you got to be a little bit of both. You got to be a little bit relatable and a little, you got to be a little bit ordinary and a little bit extraordinary so that you can really get the authentic connection with the people you're trying to serve. Um, so I, I asked them questions like what, how, what makes people want to relate, like think they can relate to you? What makes you relatable? What are your gifts? What are the things that are your strengths? What are your quirks? People want to know that stuff about you, right? They want to yeah. know what's quirky about you. Do you love mac and cheese? <laughs> You know, do you like to hang out in your leggings? You know, even like those kind of easy things make you relatable and they make you want people get interested in that personal stuff. It's why exactly when I'm on a show with guests now, I will start with the 60 seconds to get to know you as the expert, right? Like I want to do a rapid fire of like, do you like cats or dogs? Do you ski or, or hike? Whatever, you know, like these things that will make people go, oh, oh, they, you know, they're a dog lover. I am too. Or like things that can really be relatable and personal um, because you want to bring that out in your expert. You don't want them to think that they're just an expert that no, they don't get people, right? They right. they do because they are living lives and, and, and so forth. Um, another question I ask is, um, um, you, you know, kind of like these questions, like what makes you different? And we extract it also from the mind dump. Um, so I feel like what I do for, to kind of get to the core of the about page is kind of similar to what you do to get people on video, stay mm-hmm. talking their brand story. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's why, you know, on a, on a, on a really good, um, about me page. It's really good idea. It's a good practice to have a short video that mm-hmm. says everything that's printed. I mean, it's, it's okay to have both, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if all you have is the print, that's fine. But we know from experience that people will interact with a video and they'll tend to listen to it or play it uh, versus trying to read all the script that's, that's, that's below it. But for some, you know, you, you won't, it doesn't hurt to have both, but you definitely... I definitely recommend that you have some sort of about me video that just 
talks in video form um, uh, what you're trying to portray and how you're trying to portray yourself because you can't inflect right you can't inflect in what in the written text yeah they can't hear your passion they can't see um the feeling that you're trying to evoke uh from what you're saying and so video reveals everything it reveals all of that and and so um that's what makes it so fun and challenging at the same time to draw out all these little nuggets to make it compelling to draw in that viewer to draw in that next customer um, into your brand and so that to me that's the most fun part of the process is is trying to figure out what's 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 important to that client who's watching at that moment that's going that that makes them feel like they're the one and only person that you're serving at any given time. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is so interesting because I was just working with a client yesterday on her brand styling project and we're working on her website and she is, um, you know, she's in the, she's kind of a foodie, but she's like, she teaches people through cooking and she um, does healing with healing circles through cooking. And it's very fascinating, but she has all her video, all her um, recipes memorialized in video that she has on YouTube. Plus we are actually putting out, putting the recipe on the site in her recipes section. So we actually have the recipe in written form and we have it in video and it is so dynamic because yeah. you get both you get to sense her and you, like you get to hear her listen to her and see her or if you just want to skim through it you can do that too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it's definitely very powerful video and we're going to actually in um in this series we will be talking very much about video as we you know um I don't know if it's going to be our next show but or the following show but we're going to be talking about how that impacts your brand and how you can use it to to impact the brand. So that's a big part of branding. And that's why I love that you're here talking about this <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. And also like a lot of, you know, when we're, we're kind of formulating that about page and all the things that go into the, the, the brand personality is like the words that people use to define you. That's a really important thing to, to think about, right? How do, how would people describe you? How would your friends describe you? How would certain clients describe you? What kind of adjectives would they use to describe you? You can think about your personality and think about what your strengths, what are your weaknesses? Um, you know, things like that can really, really contribute to being relatable and also being expert in the field. Um, you know, things like what are your highest values um, and that whole idea of how people experience you. And that kind of gives you sort of that social proof too, in a way. I mean, when you're asking potential clients how they would describe you, like give me, you know, three adjectives of how you would describe a person that can be really powerful in, 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 in providing social proof for you. You can get that through testimonials and testimonials. People tend to describe experts and what they, how they felt when they worked with them and what the outcomes were. So those are really powerful as well. And, um, and, 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 and go into really building the brand. Um, why would people hire you? You know, um, and when you are, when you're really clear about what you do, you're consistent with your brand, people kind of understand why they would need you. Why you? Why would they need you to step in into their lives and take them by the hand and guide them through something, right? Um, so remember, testimonials are really important. 
to build the brand because that gives you that social proof. Not only are we developing the about page, but we're also developing your value statement. And then what results from all these things is your brand identity. So we've created the about page, the value statement, the tagline, the logo design, the branding colors, all this is your brand identity. These are all the components of the brand identity. And I just, you know, want to emphasize that, again, when it comes to branding and personal branding, you're, you are the brand. It is a personal brand. Uh, no matter whether you're a corporation, LLC, whatever you are, your brand is you. You have to represent it in every area and every module of your life. Um, that is really what true branding, a true great brand that stands out does in all these five modules. Remember, remember these five modules as you think about your brand. You know, uh, when I talk to you about your brand image, it's like, how do you wear your story, right? When I talk to you about brand identity, how do you convey your story through your logo and your tagline and your about page and your vision and your core values? When I talk about brand languaging, how do you speak your story? How is that going to translate into the written word? Or how is it going to translate in a video that you're making? Your online presence, how do you spread that story? Whether you have a podcast or your YouTube or however you're spreading your story on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, that's a big part of the brand. That's module four. And finally, the brand experience, which is module five. That is how people actually experience it. What do they feel? How would they talk to you about you to other people? The experience, is it? does it feel like a white glove treatment? Do you feel completely taken care of? Have you met the challenges? So those are the parts that go into the brand and really form, if you do those well, if you've really paid attention to every module um, and you've kept it consistent and cohesive and clear, you actually will have a brand that stands out that resonates with people. And that's the whole idea behind branding. And so I'm going to just tell you the trigger word is brand ID and shine. If you want to get on a call with me and talk a little bit more about how this brand identity can develop for you, or if you have any thoughts and ideas and just kind of want to throw in round side ideas, I will get on a call with you. We can talk a little bit about that. Put the hashtag brand ID and shine. And, um, and I'd be happy to talk to you because I think this is a passion of mine, just having people have a voice in their businesses to stand out, not only when they're attire and the way they show up on stage or in their clothes, but also in the whole entire brand and how all of that really translates to people. And again, just remember the main, um, the waste up wardrobe we uh, weekly wrap up here is that the main takeaway is you need to remember that the brand always has to be consistent, concise, and clear. That's the main focus and objective when you're trying to have your brand stand out. As a tool, remember that if you can just do that mind dump, right? This is something I do with my clients all the time, but if you just want to get started, do a mind dump and then take look at that mind up and see what are the things that connect that make you you, then you can really get a little bit more. You do that mind cleanup and you get clear to the core of what makes you you, what makes you stand out, what makes you extraordinary to be an expert in the field and what makes you ordinary to be relatable. And um, one tip I would say, and I would suggest is, you know, take a step back from this conversation that we just had and think about your brand, the big picture of the brand. What is that big picture? How are you going to create a voice uh, for the brand? What are you going to say? How are you going to really convey it to your, 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 your potential client? And if you don't know where to start, a great way 
place to start, which will lead me to your action item, is start thinking about your why. Not just your why, but the deeper, the deeper why. Why do you do what you do? But then why is that important to you? And dig deeper. And we did a whole show on the why to your why to your why. So you can go and watch that as a guide and really get so you can understand the process or just put hashtag brand idea and shine and get on a call with me because I can totally take you through that. It is one part of my life's work to help brands stand out, not only in their image, in their, you know, the way they dress, but they the way they present themselves to the world in every area of the brand life. So there you have it. That's a Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And as you know, we'll be here again next Thursday at 1130, where I'm going to bring you part three, the module three of how to build an outstanding brand or a brand that stands out. So join us and bring a friend. 